Chapter 27 of Going His Way Little Talks to Little Folks by Reverend Gerald T. Brennan. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. Chapter 27 The Ship That Ran Away. Would you like to hear about the ship that ran away? Well, that's my story for you today. One bright summer morning, many years ago, a fishing vessel, the North Star, set out from Newfoundland. The ship carried three men, three men who were sailors as well as fishermen. The men decided that each one would take his turn steering and guiding the ship while the other two men fished. The sea was calm and the breeze was good as the North Star sailed peacefully through the blue water of the great Atlantic. At late afternoon the North Star was far from shore. In fact, the three men couldn't see land. The fishing was good and the men were having a fine time. But then, something terrible happened. The sky darkened and the sea became very rough. A mighty wind howled across the great ocean. Huge waves pounded the sides of the North Star, and the ship rolled and tossed as if it were only a toy. Then the heavens opened and rain fell in torrents. Oh, a storm at sea is a terrible thing, and the storm that late afternoon was one of the worst that the Atlantic had ever seen. For more than an hour the men on the North Star felt that every moment would be their last. They were tired, weary, afraid. Yet they didn't give up hope. The North Star had been through other storms. Perhaps the North Star would pull through this one. Suddenly a huge wave struck the side of the ship. The North Star shook and tossed from side to side, and water dashed up over the deck. The three men were knocked down and carried along in the rushing water. Before they knew what happened, all three men were washed off the deck of the ship and were tossed about in the ocean. Yes, the men were swimmers, but the waves were so high that they couldn't swim. They fought hard, but luck was against them. Not one of the three men made the ship. They were all drowned. They lost their lives in the mighty waters of the deep Atlantic. Now, that's not the end of the story. The storm raged for three more hours. Then, gradually, the wind lowered. The sea became calm and peaceful. The storm was over. Children, I know that you'd like to ask a question. You'd like to know what happened to the North Star. You'd like to know whether the ship sunk. Well, the North Star did not sink. All through the terrible storm, the ship managed to keep afloat. And after the storm was over, she was still riding the water. Then what do you think happened? The North Star began to move. The ship began to drift. For weeks and weeks the North Star sailed the ocean. A ship sailing the ocean. A ship without a captain. A ship without a crew. Of course, during all those weeks other ships passed the North Star. But the sailors on those other ships didn't know that no one was steering the North Star. Nobody knew that the North Star had no captain. Nobody knew that the ship was running away. Now, you'd like to know whether the North Star ever reached shore. Yes, the North Star did reach shore, but not the shore of Newfoundland. The North Star was carried by the tide until she hit upon some rocks near the city of Boston. A young fisherman found her early one morning. There was a hole in the side of the ship, and water was pouring into the hole. She was a sad sight. The ship wrecked upon the rocks, because there was no one to guide her. This ship that had run away. Children, let's think of your soul as a ship. Your soul is on a journey, a journey to heaven. Like the ship, 
your soul must be steered and guided on its journey through life. Without a guide, your soul would be shipwrecked. Your soul must not be shipwrecked. Your soul must go through the storms of life safely. Your soul must not be lost. Now, God has given you a guide to steer your soul safely to heaven. We call that guide by the name of conscience. Your conscience, you know, is that voice inside you that tells you that certain things are good and that other things are bad. When the devil tries to get you to steal, your conscience tells you not to steal. When you're tempted to eat meat on Friday, your conscience tells you that eating meat on Friday is wrong. It's your conscience that tells you to keep away from bad companions. It tells you not to look at bad pictures, not to read bad books, or listen to bad stories. And, when you do sin, it's your conscience that bothers you, and keeps telling you that you've done wrong. Then, too, your conscience points out good things to you. Every time you go to Mass, speak the truth, every time you are honest, and when you obey, it's your conscience that makes you happy. In other words, your conscience tells you what is right and what is wrong. I know that you want to save your soul. You don't want to shipwreck your soul on the rocks of sin. Well, then... Listen and obey your conscience. Your conscience will guide and steer you safely. Remember, your conscience is the voice of God. Will God lead you astray? No. End of chapter 27